This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1401, What Consumes Your Mind, Controls Your Life and Finances. Part one by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Saturday to you and welcome to one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free with permission from the authors. It's an award-winning podcast thanks to you. And we keep this intro nice and short for the weekend so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. What Consumes Your Mind Controls Your Life and Finances Part one by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com. What did you do this weekend? Did you get outside, go for a brunch or dinner, curl up and read a book or watch a movie? While you were doing that, how many times did you check Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and or Pinterest and spend 10 to 20 minutes mindlessly scrolling through the latest and greatest of what your friends and favorite brands shared? I wish I could say my answer was zero or even that I do it just a few times. While I'm good about not looking at my phone when I'm with friends, the opposite can be true when I'm alone. And in the past, it has cost me a pretty penny. My cell phone plan includes six gigabytes of data. I don't know how this compares to all my friends south of the border, but six gigabytes is practically unheard of in Canada. Most of my friends only have one to two gigabytes of data, and our smartphone plans are some of the most expensive in the world. I was offered six gigabytes for life. It's on my account until 2036 for some strange and wonderful reason when my provider screwed up something big on my account years ago, and I happily accepted thinking it was more than I'd ever need. Until this spring, six gigabytes of data had always been enough for me, but I went through a bit of a rough patch from April to June, and as a result, lazed around and mindlessly consumed a ridiculous amount of content on my cell phone. When I woke up in the morning, I'd reach for my phone and spend the first 20 to 30 minutes of my day reviewing what I'd missed while I was asleep. I checked it constantly throughout the day, despite the fact that I was already online for 12 plus hours for work and my blog, and as soon as I was done with work, I'd be lazy and stream Netflix on my phone in bed for more hours than I care to admit. I don't know what I was looking for inside all those apps, something to make me feel better, I suppose, or an escape at the very least. Looking back, I don't think I even realized how much more time I was spending staring at that tiny screen. I didn't become aware of it until I got my cell phone bill in July and it had an additional $30 charge on it for the extra 2.96 gigabytes of data I had used in June above and beyond the six gigabytes in my plan. I am one person. One person does not need to use nine gigabytes of cell phone data. How would I use so much? I blame what I call digital flow. In university, one of my favorite classes was on media and cultural studies and the first aha moment I had in my entire program happened while I was writing a paper for that class on the topic of flow. Flow is another word for programming and is the technique television networks use to keep people watching their channels. 
Originally coined by Raymond Williams, a Welsh academic who was well-known for his thoughts on mass media, Flow describes a smooth transition network set up from one television show to another, including the ads in between, so you keep watching what's on that one network. For example, if you're watching an episode of Property Brothers, the commercial breaks will likely include advertisements for stores that sell home decor items, appliances, etc., and then the network will typically share a clip or two of a similar show, like Love It or List It. The final commercial will be a short clip of text that lists what shows are coming up after Property Brothers, which will be similar to that show, so you have no reason to look for something new to watch. I love this show, and the next episode looks great. That's what the networks want you to think, and it's a result of flow. From a television standpoint, a lot of people believe the old concept of flow is being challenged by the fact that we now have so many commercial-free options to choose from, like Hulu and Netflix. When we cancel our cable and opt for one of these options, we are in complete control of what we watch. Or are we? The term binge watch has been around since full seasons of television had a price tag slapped on them, but it's been a common phrase for us all since the invention of Netflix. When was the last time you turned on Netflix and only watched one episode of a show? Yeah, me neither. Even though the term flow has only been used to describe television programming, I think we can take it one step further and apply it to all forms of digital media, particularly social media. The concept of flow is to make you consume one thing for as long as possible. Television networks accomplish this by lining up certain shows and corresponding advertisements one after the other so you never feel the need to pick up the remote and change the channel. But social media networks do similar things to keep you on their sites for hours and maybe even buy something as a result. Let's think about this. When Facebook first launched, all you could do was fill out a short profile, share status updates, remember, Kate is, and poke your friends. It was created to help you connect with people and nothing more. Today you can share huge photo albums and lengthy videos, create events, start groups, and even host chats. That stuff is still all about connecting, but it also keeps you online longer. On top of that, your newsfeed constantly refreshes based on an algorithm that tells Facebook what kind of content you like, and that includes targeted ads based on the information this digital flow has provided. Pinterest is my least favorite of all the social media networks out there because I truly believe it is the biggest waste of our time. And marketers bring in a lot of traffic and make a lot of money because we waste so much time on the site. I don't make many hard and fast statements like that here, but I just find it to be the least productive of all social networks. Its concept and design was created to keep users on the site for hours on end. And similar to the way Facebook's algorithm changes what you see in your newsfeed based on your recent activity, Pinterest shows you pins from other users you don't follow based on what you've been pinning. Thank you again, Digital Flow, for keeping us online longer. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled What Consumes Your Mind, Controls Your Life and Finances by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you to Kate. I still don't know how to use Pinterest. Maybe that's a good thing. I'll finish the rest of the post for you tomorrow. And if you missed it, yesterday was a special episode, including bloopers from the show. You might wanna check that out to hear the many mistakes I make in one episode. I made plenty in this one too. 
But I'll leave it at that. Thank you for being here and listening every day, including the weekends. And I'll be back tomorrow to finish up this post where your optimal life awaits.